0: Hello and welcome to episode 224, a bonus episode of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. It's Ladies' Day on Day 2 of the York Ebor Festival, where the Yorkshire Oaks take centre stage on Thursday afternoon. We're joined once again by York Racecourse Chief Executive and Clerk of the Course, William Darby, and City AM Racing Editor, Bill Esdale previews the best of thursday's ladies day action at york so before we hear from bill and get his preview of the day's racing earlier on in the week i spoke to the chief executive at york william darby and spoke about ladies day coming up on thursday
1: yeah thursday ladies day as you say we have both the 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 yorkshire oaks which is the best fillies race traditionally of the of the season and a, a big two-year-old race, the Skybet Lowther so for Phillies. Um, as you say, sort of save the last dance and Blue Stocking had this ding-dong battle in the Irish oaks a few weeks ago, and, and it was really close. And and Save the Last Dance Raiden and Byrne just got the better of Blue Stocking. So um it'll be great to see them rematch as three-year-olds in the race. But there are some older horses that some older Phillies that, that are going to take them on. Although was a group one. Winner and due to come free win one here in May in the albasti World Middleton. So there and Ross Carberry was third last year um, and comes back from Ireland from Paddy Toomey's yard. So it's a it's a fascinating renewal. We're delighted to welcome Potence Network to to York as a sponsor for the first time. It's a really valuable race and, and well-connected horses that win this then go on to the Breeders' Cup. Of course, mm-hmm. Alpinista, who won it last year, she went on to win the Art de Triomphe. So it's got a great pedigree and a, a real highlight of, of the Thursday Ladies' Day crowd. And the
0: favourites do very well in this race. I think they've won the last five or six, as you say, Alpinista, Likes the snowfall and love. Enable the lovely horse. See her class. Enables won it twice. Uh, you know, and if save the last dance can win, she might go to the ledger. She might go to the Ark herself. It really does benefit to come and have this race, and and obviously the prize money is excellent as well.
1: Yeah, five hundred thousand pounds in prize money, as you say, it's is tended to attract the best filly in 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 Britain or Europe. um to to it that's why favorites have stru- such a strong record in the race um but but as i say it was such a close irish oaks a few weeks ago in the Curra that that i think the blue stocking team will will um save the last dance will probably be favorite but but mm-hmm. i think blue stocking team will think they've got chances for to take her on again, and of course the the fillies meet the older their older generation to take them on. So I know Paddy Toomey's really keen on Ross Carberry. She's in tremendous form, and this has been her her target all season. So no, it's a it's a great horse race and 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 a real flagship um for for the Thursday card.
0: Just out of interest, how often did the trainers ring you up as clerk of the course in advance of York now saying? What ground are we going to get? Because obviously, for a lot of horses, certainly of that class, it's it's quite important, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we spend a lot of our time communicating with the, with the horsemen and the training community, and in, in this day and age, um, through through WhatsApp and text and emails and Twitter, you know, you can do a lot, a lot, um, a lot through through technology. But a lot of trainers still want to ring up and ask about the nuances. Obviously, weather forecasting—you know—people have got access to their own weather forecasts, which is which is great because we we're just conveying what we're being told by the Met Office, really. So so yeah, no, there's lots of dialogue, and we went to visit Aidan O'Brien's yard and Paddy Toomey's lard the week before last to see these Save the Last Dance and and Ross Carberry. So we've seen a lot of these fillies in the flesh, and and you know to to attract the best of fillies in Europe to the Naismar is something we're really proud of and and can't wait to see them on Thursday.
0: So there's William Darby from York Racecourse really looking forward to the Yorkshire Oaks years with some of the the top fillies in action and the, a couple of battling each other out again we'll come to that Curra race and he mentioned Save the Last Dance was the winner of that she also won at Chester in Feinestyle and was second in the Oaks at Epsom as well so we'll have a look at that in a couple of minutes' time with Bill when we get to that 3.35. Um, But we record these a couple of days in advance, as you probably know if you're a regular listener. And thank you for all the lovely messages, by the way, from our listeners that keep coming through. And if you're new to the show, we record 48 hours in advance to try and get the the best prices available. And, And if you follow us on Twitter, you'll see that is often the case, as it was indeed again last Saturday, with Witch Hunter. Uh, it was a 25-1 to 1 on Friday and went off at 12-1. to 1. There was a non-runner in that as, as well. But even so, it has happened in the past that we've had a few of those that Bill has managed to, to pull out. So we record this then on Tuesday afternoon, looking towards Thursday's race. So we haven't seen a race yet at York in the Yiborne meeting. Well, we're already on to day two. and Bill is anyway trying to pick his horses out. Uh, f- for you to have a, a nice price with, but I think we're okay ground wise this time around, Bill, aren't we? With good to firm, it, you know, looking at the tweets from from York Racecourse, New York Clark's who have their own Twitter account, they don't seem to be watering, and they haven't had any rain recently. It looks like it's going to be pretty, you know, good to firm, maybe slightly on the good side of that, but we know it's going to be fast ground
2: yeah we it's it's uh, i think wednesday will kick off on good to firm I, I i wouldn't be surprised if they have to water i know there's some rain around um but i uh, i think watering's small favorite <laughs> over not watering um at, the, at this stage just because it's it's hot and it's drying out fast so um look i'm i'm working on the basis of of quick you know good to firm ground is that going to
0: well we'll come to the, the yorkshire Oaks in a minute but that would appear to be a bit of a disadvantage for the favourites, that could open it up. I mean, you know, we were talking about small fields, et cetera, but the Yorkshire Oaks does look a real quality race, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, look, Thursday's card is tremendous. I mean, there's some really good racing there. There's, there's a brilliant now the states, which we'll just discuss in a minute, um, you know, wide-open sales race, wide-open seven-mile well, handicap, and then a cracking renewal of the Yorkshire Oaks. I mean, you can't complain. Um, Thursday's card is as good as it gets. Well, let's have a look at it then.
0: Thursday, they start at one fifty with, as you say, the Sixville and Skybet Lowther Stakes, Group 2. It's Ladies' Day and the Phillies uh, take centre stage most of the afternoon on oh, no, the Namesmire. We've got nine in the open. This is a terrific start to the, the card on Thursday. Two horses I really like that I've followed in their recent careers. got Relief Rally, who came out in a big field at Newbury, in that weather uh, Weatherbury's super sprint and one by three lengths it's relief rally in the double green Simon Muneer Isaac suede colors William Haggis Tom Marquand. she was very impressive as the even money favorite in a, in a big field at Newbury taking on floor of Bermuda who I know I, I I don't tip up you're the tipster you're the man but I did tip this one up saying I hope she would win for the Goodwood race on the 2nd of August, Flora's Goodwood. And she did. And it was on ground that would have been a bit softer for her. She won by four lengths for Andrew Pauling and Sheen Murphy, having been really unlucky in a couple of her races before that. Uh, she won her side at Royal Ascot in the Queen Mary, and she was unlucky at Beverly. So it was great to see Flora of Bermuda win. I can't see outside those two, even in, in in a race like this, which is going to be a high quality, except the possible fly in the ointment, Cherry Blossom, Aiden brings her over, having won her last race at the Curragh. I can't see anything out of those three winning. Am, am I wrong? Will Will the winner come from one of those three?
2: Probably is the answer to, to your your question. Um, you know the the three English fillies you've got: Floor of, of, of Bermuda and beautiful diamond and relief rally all stepping up from five to six all looking like they want to go to six furlons you've got star of mystery on the comeback trail but uh, bit punters quite hard got beaten at sixes on the last time we saw that one in the duchess of cambridge states but she's better than she showed that day um she's back on fast ground where she's looked so good and throw into the mix cherry blossom who can be filed under the could be anything category i mean wasn't that impressive over five furlons on its debut on soft ground, but looked a completely different filly when she met decent ground and a, six furlongs and a cara maiden. She's by no, nay, never. She she could be anything and is likely to be favourite or close to favouritism here. Look, it's, a, it's a really good race. It's the kind of race that, that York is all about. Uh, you can have a strong fancy. You can fancy any of the top six. Um, let's start with Relief Rally. Unlucky to not to get the job done. Uh, at the Royal Meeting and then bounce back with a really good win at Newbury. Just a price thing with Relief Rally. Um I think she's very good. I think she'll be bang there. I prefer her over Cherry Blossom. I think she's achieved miles more uh than Cherry Blossom and she deserves to be favourite. Um but I I would definitely be with Relief Rally over Cherry Blossom. And then you throw Flora Bermuda into that trio. Where does she fit? She was brilliant. Um last time at Goodwood, when I thought the ground might have gone against her. Um, we previously kind of followed her over a bit, Cliff a bit, and been with her at Royal Ascot. Um, but she looks to be crying out for six furlongs. She looks, the decent ground will be in her favour. She is a filly, going about her business quite well. And, you know, I, I probably at the prices, I prefer her over the top two. You know, they're both two to one. And here's Flora Bermuda at nine to two. Uh, Star of Mystery has a bit to prove for me. Um uh, so I would be prepared to to miss her. Um the fly on the Ottman, the ho- the horse that is winky at me is Beautiful Diamond. Um Beautiful Diamond, uh Carl Burks Philly, who was favourite at the Royal Meeting, um, finished third behind relief rally and Crimson Advocate who won it in the Queen Mary. Um, but she was sent off eleven or four favourite that day on the back of a really impressive Nottingham win on fast ground. Um back on good ground at Ascot, she kind of just looked a little bit green. Um, she's not the biggest of the fillies. She's got loads of growing to do. Um, she's probably done a fair amount of growing because her trainer, Carl Burke, is really good with these two-year-old fillies and he's given her time. And That's often the key thing with these fillies is to give them time, let them fill into their frame, let them strengthen up. And then you reap the, the fruits of, of your patience. And that could be what he's about to unfold here with Beautiful Diamond. Now, at the prices, she is 12 to 1. And that, for me, is the bet in the race because she has all the potential in the world. She might not it be up to this, but don't forget, Carl Burt's won two of the last four runnings of this race. Mm. Uh, he knows how to ready one for this. Um, she looks smart. Uh, from a whirlpool perspective, because obviously they're back in town, uh, she's a great one to play. Uh, maybe maybe with uh, Relief Rally and Flora, Flora Bermuda, that's the two obvious ones with her, um, and hope Cherry Blossoms out the, out the frame. Um, I think Beautiful Diamond is the one uh, from a bet point of view. I think she's a really good each way bet at 12 to 1, and I will put her in a Quinella with Flora Bermuda and uh, Relief Rally.
0: Well, you're no help to me at all, really, because I was hoping you were going to put me onto one side of either relief rally or, or possibly Flora reviewed at the price and now you've thrown another horse into the mix so now i'm just totally confused uh, i don't know where to go anymore now i'm so looking forward to it though because whichever philly wins it's going to be a good race isn't it, it really it's going to be uh going to be top stuff there for the for the youngsters we've got really looking forward to the opener but uh bill going with a sensible route i don't know I'd, it's going to be so tough to pick one in that one. Just going to be very much enjoyable, I think, to uh, to watch the opener on Thursday at York on Ladies' Day. Okay, we move on to the 225 to another six furlong race. Uh, this has got a maximum field of 22. It's the yearling stakes. These are two-year-olds. Now, I thought the first was tricky with those three that I liked. I thought one of those three might win, and they might do. But this one, I don't know where you start, because... Some have had one run, some have had a couple of runs. Like Ziggy's Condor's won his only race for Richard Fahy, Dragon Leader. He's won both of his for Clive Cox, both at Salisbury. And we've got Persica for Richard Hannon, who's won one of two in the, uh, the famous Shaquille colours these days. Uh, Twilight Romance for John Quinn. Won one of uh, three of his races. And, and we've got Yorkshire trainers in there, like the Quins and uh, Richard Fahey. And we've got Kevin Ryan with Van the Man. This is almost impossible, isn't it?
2: Yeah, looks looks really hard on, on paper as you'd imagine for a wide open sales race. Um, Ziggy's Condor was good on there. Looks like to be favourite, favourite, big reputation for the farhi team. Um, was a really impressive winner at Pontefract uh, when he made his debut last month and, you know, deserves to be favourite. But, the one I like here is Persica. Richard Hannon's won five of the last seven of renewals this race, so he targets it. And this is a horse that bolted up last week, fluffed his lines on debut, um, reappeared three days later, and absolutely bossed it from the front at Salisbury. Showed a really good turn of foot, uh, ran and ragged. Quick reappearance, but he just did it in the style of a real smart one. He's eight to one. He would be the the call for me. I think he'll start shorter than that, Persica. I uh, could easily see him going on favourite in this race. Um just like the look of him. He's drawn right down the middle. So if there is a bias, I'm not sure there will be, but if there is a bias, he can go wherever he wants to go. Um, yeah, I just, just like Persica. I think he's um straightforward, uh going places for a yard in good form with a great record in the race so Persica the selection from a whirlpool Quinella point of view I think I'd like to have Twilight Romance in there Um, I'm basing my theory that there's a fair bit of talent drawn low as in over on the far side with Ziggy's Condor and Twilight Romance two and five respectively so that's probably the place to be but Persica for for the, the win purposes at kind of eight to one and then from a whirlpool Quinella I'm going to put Twilight Romance in there um he's a horse that that kind of caught the eye um last time was a bit unlucky um but got beaten by we never Stop. but still learning and um i think we will improve again um four pound swing in the weights between those two um uh, which should put it back into twilight romance's favor um and you know for the last leg of <coughs> the quinella i'm gonna go swing the bat a little bit left field and go love Billy Boy, the other Hannon horse. Uh, he's got a great habit of winning it with his kind of second and third strings, Hannon, uh, drawn a bit towards the stand side. But love Billy Boy, he was quite impressive first time up um, and then completely fluffed his lines um, at Sandown over five behind elite later status, ran too bad to be true, must have been something wrong that day. Um, but I'm prepared to forgive him and it just did a massive price to throw him in the Quinella. But the main fancy there, Persica. Um, and play him in the Cronella with Twilight Romance and Love Billy Boy
0: Well if I thought that race was difficult the three o'clock just as difficult it's a mild clipper handicap at heritage handicap with another maximum field of 20 due to line up and I noticed a lot of these handicap horses have won not last time but either the time before or two or three runs before this race so maybe they've, they're not in the best of Highest form—they're not going up in the weights in, in particular for this race. We've got the likes of Blue for you, for David O'Mara, who won at York over the mile in July. Northern Express, Michael Dodds with Mulrennan on board, he won two starts ago at seven furlongs, also at York in July. Dutch Decoy for Charlie Johnson, the theme here, he won two starts ago at Newmarket over the mile, and certainly Darkness for David O'Mara again new market over the uh, mile trip there and we've got Aku naoji who goes for the khk racing with the uh, bahrain based owners that have got some really nice horses at the moment they're buying into them quite nicely he goes for roger verin david egan now, he hasn't won since winning at yarmouth in april but it's going to be popular it would appear looking at the betting the son of kingman how did you see this three o'clock
2: yeah, well, he's he's the fly in the ointment. If there's a handicap blot in here, it could be him. Um, and he was one that I had my eye on earlier in the week, but his price was shortened. He was tens, nine, eight, seven, six. He's now as short as fives. Um, look, he's he's very lightly raced promised to be very very good if you go back to his form behind my prospero when my prospero was useful um he he finished third in that listed race at Sandown over over this mile trip on this ground uh reach the moon was second um and he finished third um as a three-year-old that form is pretty punchy and then we didn't see him for half a year and he got a bit stuck in the mud behind Juan S in a hand handicap at Haydock. Um made his eagerly awaited reappearance after 300 days up. at Sandown. Uh sorry, Ascot, um on um uh, back in the end of July on on King George Day. And just caught the eye the way he traveled into the race, looked rusty, ran on to get fourth behind Garley. It was a good run off a mark of ninety-seven. He'll strip a lot fitter. Um Look, he's, he's unquestionably talented, uh, might be a tiny bit fragile. Um, is he going to have the, forgive my friends the bollocks for a race like this? I'm not quite sure. You um, need to be quite tough and battle-hardened, and that would just worry me a little bit. Um, you, you can let horses like this run and win, uh, because long-term, you go skin backing them at 9-2 in a race like this, because when... They all swallow him up, and they come to him. It's just he has to hang it tough. I think he's going to need a lot more in hand than his mark in ninety-seven. So uh, I'm prepared to, to to let him run at that price. Um, last year's first, second, and fourth are all back for another go. Blue for you beat Escobar with Orban back and forth. They're all back for more. Um, Blue for you is a, a good friend of this podcast. Um, the uh, owned by Pete Alderson and 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 mike francis um who are fellow shareholders in rare edition with me and they're great people and they've had great fun with with blue for you and his handicap mark has gone up and up and up and he's off a career high mark of 105 now which makes life really tough um you know he's bound to run really well but the handicap has made it tough for him and (laughs) just to add salt to to the wound. They were, he landed trap eighteen as well. So he's got to do it properly hard from wide out wide with off a mark of 105. He'll bound to run well again because he's back at York where he's got a great record. Um, you know, I think he's had two wins and two seconds there. But you know, this is this is just a tough, tough mark, and 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 I'd be worried about that. Um, I think I will have two darts here. Um I will go for Northern Express as my first uh, horse in really good form from the Dodds team, and we know they love to have a winner here, um, was a winner here at York back in July. Uh, He's off a career-high mark two of 103, but is just getting better and better and ran on late at um, Ascot on King George Day when I was there behind Baradar. Only beaten a length off a mark, a pound inferior to this, steps up an extra furlong, which will suit. um, You know, his two best runs of the year so far was close-up third to croupier over a mile here and um he won the first punk Cup over a mile um to um back in may so um he's a horse i like he's currently uh 9 to 1 with coral um which seems or oh, no 8 to 1 sorry 8 to 1 with coral which seems more than fair enough um and he would be the main um kind of bet in the race he's got a lovely low lowest draw so he's handy from trap 6 i just think he's going to shape really well and run run um a solid race he actually um finished 7th in this race last year um off a off a lower mark but you know was just trapped out wide from a drawn 12 had to run the, the whole way around the field and, and just was closing in late on but i just think he's a better horse this time on as a 5 year old and has improved and will run well so northern express the main selection um and my other each way is going to be last year's fourth Orban um who is twenty to one um across the board. Um, Coral are twenties, uh Boars are twenty, um, bet three six five, Sky bet both twenty, um, live score twenty, and Labrook's twenty. So twenties across the board, eighteens and sixteen elsewhere. I think he's a really good bet actually I really like Orban. Um he is a horse who um has been running well this season without actually troubling the judge. Finished fifth on Sunday at Sandown, um, where he looked to have, um, how can I politely put it, a bit of a kind of um, blowout ahead of uh, a proper spin at at York. I think this is the plan. Um, Back on a decent surface. Um, He's probably the best part of a stone better off with blue for you. If you watched replay last year's year's race, he was trapped on the inside, Mm. cantering under Jason Watson, had to switch right the way across the track coming towards the stand side come around a wall of horses and was flying at the death um and was only just beaten about two and a half lengths in the end and that was a really strong run off a mark of 99 he's five pounds lower off now um jason watson takes the ride again drawn trap 11 so he's a bit closer um yeah just think everything shapes for him to run really well so all band is my other each way so northern express each way at eight. Or ban each way at 20s. And then from a World Paul Quinella point of view, let's shove those two in a Quinella and let's put, oh boy, Blue for you in there just to, to reap up the dividends.
0: Sounds tough, but uh, you've got it sussed out there in that three o'clock at York on Thursday afternoon. The course, the feature race on Ladies' Days at 3.35. They race over a mile and a half. Potemps Network, for the first time, sponsoring at York as William derby was saying they sponsored the group one yorkshire oaks part of the british champion series uh, and uh, a, a really good field coming into this race we've got Save the last dance who won at the currer an incredible Johnmont irish oaks where i don't know what price she went in running but she was third most of the way around came to the final two furlongs she came under so much pressure Dropped back, looked like she was going to be nearer last and first. And Ryan Moore galvanated her to stay on down the outside to beat what looked like was going to be the winner blue stocking for Rafe Beckett and Ross O'Ryan. Those two reoppose again on Thursday. Saved the last down, second in the Epsom Oaks, and was a brilliant winner at Chester on soft ground when she won by those 22 lengths. And uh, looking forward to seeing her. She probably needed. Every yard at the curry, the way she ran was incredible. For Group One to win like that, a lot of people thinking Blue Stocking could maybe reverse the form on Thursday. We have got the very much likable free wind in there for George Strawbridge, with the uh, John and Thady Goston training Frankie on board. Al Huson, who won, of course, at Goodwood when the Nassau Stakes there, causing a little bit of a surprise at nine to one warm heart who was down the field in ireland but to faster ground might help her and uh, others in there as well Cecil road looks like she's going to be one of the outsiders but does the ground which looks like it's going to be a lot firmer than certainly was at chester does that ground where she met it an epsom on oaks day that temper the enthusiasm for save the last dance on thursday
2: yeah, it's a really good renewal. And you've got the elders in against the three-year-olds. I think the the ground, it won't be dangerously quick and there's a bit of rain around to to take the sting out of it, if anything. But um, I don't think it's ideal for either of the top two. I think they're both more effective with a bit of juice in the ground. But the bigger issue is, it, are the three-year-old fullies any good? Because they haven't proved that yet against their elders. They've been well put into their place. So have to look at the NASA out. You know, they were putting their place there. Um, and that's the biggest kind of question mark that I have over Save the Last Dance and Blue Stocking is, look, it's three odds of won seven of the last ten runnings of this. So what tends to happen is when you've got an above-average three-year-old because of the weight concession, you know, don't forget they get, you know, nine pounds off their elder, elder fillies and mares. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a big old swing of weight, that. And when you get an above-average three-year-old, they're going to get the job done. And that's what the history books will tell you. You know, so when Snowfall and Love and Enable and Seventh Heaven and, you know, the likes, they're all pretty tapestry. They're all pretty good fillies, these, and they get the weight and they get the job done. But if, in amongst them, you've got Alpinistas and Enables and, and the Fugue, one is an older horse and Sharetta, one is an older horse, Midday one is an older, older horse too. You know, you get good, solid um, older horses that are good enough to give the weight. And, It's a betting thing for me, as you you always know, and I look at this field and I look at it and I think, do I want to take 11 or 4, 3 to 1, save the last dance on ground that's going to be this quick? She showed last time that in a much weaker race than this, um, that she needed every yard of it and she needed a bit of cut in the ground. I'd be very happy to take her on. I was keen on blue stocking that day. She got reeled in. You know, she still couldn't get it done. She had a length and a half up with a furlong to go, and she couldn't get the job done. Look, she's—if I had to back one of the two, I'd probably back her. But there's something niggling against against her. I think she might be a bit more effective with some cut in the ground. Um, she didn't seem to be enjoying the quick ground at Ascot and step forward on the on the worst ground in, in Ireland. So, the two at the top that I'd be prepared to take on. Um, then you've got Free Wind, who is likable, but inconsistent and seems plenty short enough. She's the most likely winner probably in, in, in all Philly terms, but you know, she's, she's got two disappointing runs to bounce back from, but she's got Frankie in the saddle. Um, Al Husson was really good last time, but this will be the first go a, a mile and a half. Um, you scratch your head a bit and say to yourself, will she definitely stay? Um, it's a difficult one. I had a look, a look through her, um, you know, her running style. She looks like she'll stay. But her mum didn't stay. I think mean, she's by Jabawi, but her mum didn't stay a mile and a half, and that just just would worry me a bit. She's plenty classy enough, and it's the right race for them to go to. Um, but she's stepping up two furlongs, and she's pretty short considering. Um, I'd let her run at six or seven to one. Warm Hearts being warm in the anti-post markets primarily because of the drying ground. I think plenty of people are looking at this race thinking, you know, for giving her the one bad run on soft ground at the Curra and the fact that she's back on her fast ground, but. She's back on a fast ground against her own set, her own generation, the three-year-olds. And like I said, you know, that that Ascot race, the Ribblesdale, didn't seem to be the hottest renewal um, we've ever seen. Um, al Asifa didn't run her race, and the rest of them are, you know, much of a muchness. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think there's a very interesting one in here that I want to back, and that's Ross Carberry. Uh, the Toomey horse, I think, is, is primed for a really good run. Um, this is a a five-year-old mare who stays further than this, uh, which I think is a plus. Um, If she sets silly slow fractions up front, she'll get reeled in. Um, But if she puts the throttle down early on and gets these fillies struggling, um, it might actually pull Save the Lance's Dance back into the race from a stamina point of view. Um, But it could actually put the rest of them to the sword. Now, she beat uh, Emily Dickinson on decent ground last summer uh, over a mile and 6 and then was just touched off in in a uh, beaten neck in the pre Jean Romane this this month last year um yesterday a year ago she was beaten a neck by Aristia um in a, in a kind of muddlingly run um great grade one or group 1 um that's really good form um bits and pieces since she won at Cork cool kind on of her reappearance over a mile and a half um if you watch the Curra race um, back in July, uh, where she was fourth to via Cestina in, a, in the, the most horrendously kind of rough race you've ever seen, she was worse interfered. Everyone keeps talking about stay alert, being unlucky. But look at Ross Carberry. She was nearly knocked over, um, and she wasn't beaten far considering ran on really well. So over a mile and a quarter, she would definitely want this trip. And last time, over a mile and six on soft ground at Curra, she kind of set it up for Emily Dickinson a bit. She was never... Um she kind, of, she kind of tracked her on the bridle, and um, was just got outstayed and on on the ground that's probably too soft. Um, I think she's primed for a really good run. She's twelve to one each way. I think she's a knocking bet. I think she's going to run really well. Um, so she's my main selection in the race, um, and I'll probably play her in a Quinella with another older filly, Free Wind. And save the last dance because she's drifting. And I think her stamina will kick in. I think she'll have six. And I think if they do what I want them to do with Ross Carbury and go really hard, uh, make it a test of stamina, she might run on and grab a bit of the placings. But yeah, Ross Carbury the main selection.
0: Okay, we'll look forward to the Yorkshire Oaks 3.35 on Thursday afternoon. It does look a really good renewal of that race. Favourites have done very well in it, by the way if you like uh, that sort of stat. At ten past four, then, we stay with the girls. A listed race, the Henry Cecil, or the Sir Henry Cecil, Galtred Stakes. is for fillies and mares over, again, a mile and a half, with a field of 13 declared for this. It's going to be about four or five to one the field, certainly at the moment as we record. So we've got the likes of Sea theme in there for William Haggis, who won her race at Doncaster on soft going third at Salisbury and good to firm, She's had a bit of both underfoot conditions. Madara was going to be popular for Roger Varian. She won a couple at Chelmsford and Kempton. So both her wins on the all-weather so far. Maura is in there for Sheila Lavery. And uh, she was a winner in Cork on the 21st of April. Ran at the Currier and Ascot since then. Only beaten just over three lengths on both occasions. Lady Bamford's got her colours in here once again with one evening for the Gostons. And Ryan Moore gets the mount, the daughter of Galileo. How did you see this one? We've got three year olds taking on their elders again in this one.
2: This is I think this is the hardest race of the T V races. Um there were a, a fair few of the anti post lot. Were, I think the first three in the betting didn't declare. So it's a slightly like slightly strange one. Um look Deja vu Tough Irish mayor <laughs> with plenty <laughs> of experience. Um, just like the last race. More Carna. I like I like her. Um Sheila Lavery's Philly. Oh, Sheila Lavery's mayor, I think she'll run really well. Um she brings something a, a bit different to the table. She's tough. These big field York races, I alluded to them before. You need to be a bit of a street fighter in these. You need to be quite tough and have that will to win. And look, on on handicap ratings she's she's got a fair bit um, to to do, giving all the weight away. But she is tough, and you know, there's a piece of form there. She was fifth to Akuti Sushi in a real rough and ready Duke of Edinburgh handicap at Ascot uh, for the widest draw of all. Um, you know, she had to race really wide out the back. Um, she had loads to do two out, and got checked up, and then flew home. Kept on really well that day. Um, caught the eye when I watched her across the line I thought I want to be with her wherever she goes next time, and this is next time. And that's not always the most sensible way to make your, your selections, but um she caught my eye that day and um I can see no reason not to stick with her. I know she's up into listed form, but I think she's gonna run really well. Um the three-year-olds are normally the ones to be with in this race. Um it's <laughs> It's just traditionally a. Um, we alluded to, to it before. It's traditionally a, a, one of those races where it's just really hard to give the weight away. Um, <clears throat> for that reason, you know, they get nine pounds and they just they tend to, kind of, be too good for the for the younger horses. But wasn't particularly scared of the younger lot. Um, Madara will be favourite. his favourite at the moment. It's just one of those horses you want to take on. She's brilliantly bred. She's by Jabawi out of Narain, who's, you know, everyone will remember Narain. Kind of, I think she won two group ones. Uh, she won the opera and then she won that bowl in America. Um, you know, so she you couldn't get a better bread filly than her. And she looked really good in two runs on the all-weather, but she's looked pretty moderate on the grass. Um, she just looks a tiny bit soft to me. The last time we saw her was she was well-fancied and, <laughs> and finished last of um, <laughs> last of five behind Sea Road. Um back in June, she's got to step forward massively in this. And you know, I can't really see it myself. Like if she does, she does, but she's got to prove it, a, a bit to prove. Um, I can totally see C theme um as one of the younger horses. Um took a big step up, step up from Salisbury and won really nicely at, at Doncaster on soft ground. Um she's by Sea the Stars, the ground will be fine for her, so sh- she'd be kind of one for for Quinella purposes, and making me do it caught my eye on the weekend. She ran on really well um, behind on oh, no, the weekend, I think back end of last week, actually, behind State Occasion uh, at Salisbury. Um, that was good form. She was running on really well over a mile and a quarter behind State Occasion and running line. <laughs> and I think she's good enough to kind of hit the frame in this. So I will play a Quinella. I'll have Morricano each way. Um, I'm looking at the prices. She's around 7, 8 to 1, 7 to 1. Um, I think she's the one. And I will put her in a Quinella um with c theme and making me do it nobody makes you do it bill <laughs> yeah. well, that's where
0: the tv cameras head off home but th- there were two more races both of them over seven furlongs on thursday afternoon four forty-five. got a maximum field of 20 good luck with that in the nursery uh that's uh impossible i would have thought and then another seven furlong Sandic up at 5.20. Uh, from the Whirlpool point of view, anything you fancy in, in those two final races?
2: Yeah, I, I, I thought they looked really hard. I mean, that the, the nursery handicap, the 4.45, just stick, just stick with Richard Fahey. Uh, he's got Ajwadi, um, who, expert choice, and Gamran. Um, I literally put all three of them in Equinella bung them in together i think they could finish one two three we really wouldn't be surprised um starting with gamron caught the eye running on uh goodwood in the mud uh second to mission mission um to the moon or to moon um that was a good run probably be suited by by a sound of service by massar thought Gamran could run well got no weight just eight stone two um Adjwal, uh, cam Hardy takes the ride there was a good winner at pontefract um just took a big step forward on the third run gets a nice mark. You just feel that a mark in the seventies is is well below what this one could achieve, and the best of the bunch might be expert choice uh Oshinor takes the ride on this one um just got has got better with every run uh mostly at northern racecourses, but ponty and then Beverly twice, but won well at Beverly over seven and a half stays really well um went I don't think we'll have a problem stepping back to seven furlongs. Um uh, yeah, I just thought those three stick with them, keep it simple.
0: And then in the last, is there anything in the the five twenty that catch you trying in the Philly Handicap at all?
2: Yeah, the five five twenty is a tricky tricky one, uh primarily on, on um on a on a ground basis because uh Rafe Beckett runs a really nice one here um in the last and if it runs, I mean the Haggis Phillies won a million races on unequal love uh she's won like four races on the trot three races on the trot i spoke too soon um but at a pretty poor level and she's up to a mark of 90. she could be above these um but she's priced up as if she is um nigiri was the filly i was talking about i won a couple for Rafe beckett she she looks really nice but they've come on the last one was on heavy ground and um i'm not sure she'll want this by load de vega whether she'll be as effective on this um on this surface um i like the two i liked here i liked royal dress ryan moore takes the ride for richard hannon uh ran on really well at goodwood in a in a muddling race last two runs have come with cut in the ground but looked effective on fast ground um mark of 89 still progressing battle hardened i think bound to run really well at eight to one uh and then naomi lapaglia of richard spencer's horse the oshie murphy rides uh at ten to one uh was a good winner. the penny dropped at newmarket last time um but look she was, she was thrown into the 1000 guineas on her second start um and you know i know phil Cunningham pretty well and i know that you know they would have thought the world of her to throw into the guineas um second second time up um had a run at Goodwood back in June, but take a, took a big step forward in July. I think she's really well handicapped still, potentially off a mark of 84. I think they probably thought she was 100-plus filly or might still be 100-plus filly. So Naomi La Paglia and Royal Dress would be the kind of my two plays in the race, and I'd probably throw them in a um, in cronella with unequal love if I was playing that last race. Interestingly, Sophia Starlight, who obviously won um, won on the weekend, won the great St. Mm-hmm. She she makes a quick reappearance um stepping up in trip. Um she's won over seven before. Um look it's whether what's that's taken out of her, she runs runs with a six pound penalty, so she she shouldn't be far away. But no, I'll go Royal Dress and Naomi Lapalgia and play them in a quinella with unequal love.
0: Well, thanks, Bill. Good luck with those selections on Thursday on Ladies' Day. at York big thanks to our guest, Chief Executive from the Racecourse, William Darby. That's all from us in this episode. We'll be back again with Friday's edition, obviously featuring the Nunthorpe, the Sprint coming up. They're the Group 1 on the day, as we really look forward to that. So a bonus episode for Friday's racing will be out very soon. Make sure you look out for that. And don't forget to visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips, and follow the podcast on AppleTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music and Stitcher, to get the latest episodes as soon as they're released enjoy ladies day bye for now